Hi guys, Bailey here. It's Sarah. Today we have a guest speaker with us. Why don't you go ahead and tell us who you are? <laughs> Hi everyone, my name's Allie. I'm Bailey's friend in Las Vegas. Woohoo! Guest speaker <laughs> in the house. <laughs> Okay, Sarah, why don't you go ahead and tell us what's on the menu for today? On the menu today, we are going to be talking about um, kind of a background on where Bailey lives and the Vegas lifestyle and the industry she works in because it's so interesting and I think so many people have no idea what it's like and we're just going to kind of share it with you today. So we brought on Allie because she is a Vegas expert and a local, and she's lived there like she's Vegas born. (laughs) Okay, so why don't we start with Allie? Why don't you tell us a little bit about Vegas and like what it's like growing up in Vegas? No one knows Vegas better than you. Okay, so growing up in Vegas is very interesting because you can pretty much do anything on any given night. I feel like in small towns or in California. You have, like, one bar, one place you go for, like, high school football games and stuff like that. Jans. Vegas has a lot. Swords Creek, Michigan, if you know Jans. <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out to Jans. Um, what about, like, like, I remember you saying one time, like, you have to, like, the people in Vegas, they're like, you have to be the best at everything. You have to go to the best high school. You have to do, go to the best whatever. Yeah, so if you went to Powell or Gorman, you're definitely higher up on the standard versus Sierra Vista or Spring Valley or Coronado. Like, yeah. there's definitely rich schools and then not rich schools. And if you're at the rich schools, you definitely had higher standards and you're well-known in Vegas versus the other schools. Mm-hmm. I don't have a couple thousand followers because I didn't go to those schools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you have to be the it crowd in Vegas to be anybody. And then those people usually go on and get the industry jobs. Yeah, you for say? sure. Yeah. Those people, they got the monies, they got mm-hmm. the looks, they got the following, so they get all the industry jobs, the mm-hmm. bottle service, the cocktail service. And it's crazy, too, because I feel like, I mean, I've only lived here for three years, but I didn't really start understanding the Vegas ways and the Vegas life until, like, probably a year ago. And this summer was actually the first time that I even had, like, an actual industry job. But, like, that means everything out here. And it's crazy, you know? If you have an industry job, you've made it. You've made it. Wow. (laughs) So, wait, I think you guys have to kind of explain, like, what that means, too. Okay. I feel like an industry job is you work in the nightclub or the day club industry. You work Mm -hmm. for... I feel like Vegas, like... I think you've said it before, Sarah, too. Like, Vegas has the best nightclubs in the country. Mm -hmm. Excess is the number one. Excess at the win is the number one nightclub in the entire country, for sure. And so if you work there, like, that's a big deal, and that's an honor, and they hire the best of the best is pretty pretty much what it is. Not saying, like, that we are that, but that's, that they, like, the audition process and everything that you have to go through to get one of these jobs. traveling across the world for their auditions. Mm -hmm. The girls that work at Encore Beach Club, which is at the Wynn, they have thousands of girls that come. They want to know, like, and these aren't just typical job interviews. This is like... You're in a bikini, half naked, you take photos, they measure you, they ask you three questions, just stare at you with, like... And they no, don't want like, a resume. Good or yes, like, okay, do that. are they feeling me? Like, you have no idea if they like you, and then you wait 24 hours and see if you get a call. And instead of asking for a resume, they ask for your Instagram handle. Yes, mm-hmm. or, your, or your social media handle, or, like, they want how you know. advertise, and they look at your following. Yeah. If you don't have at least 10,000 followers, that's a no. Yeah. 
Literally. Yeah. It's so crazy. So, I mean, these girls aren't just, like, working this on the weekend as no, a No, they're moving job. to Vegas this for this. People move, move to here. Vegas. Like, I, I can't tell you. I think there's three girls that I worked with this past summer that lived in California and would commute to Vegas every single weekend for to work, work here. That's wow. how crazy it is. Yeah. But I feel like it's so crazy because I would never have known that not living here. You know, yeah. I feel like I've been to Vegas before in my life. Like before I moved out here, my family would come out here frequently and I never knew that that was the lifestyle. I never knew that it was all about, and the sad thing is, is it's all about looks. Like we just had mentioned, 100%. it has nothing to do with your work your ethic or your personality. You it's literally, they're judging you based on if you're good looking and same thing for guys too. Like they hire the best of the best guys. They want to know, like if you are the hardcore working out, like if you do this, if you do that, you know, if -hmm. you take care of yourself, if you're good looking as a guy. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the girls, but I feel like everyone that I know is like just reaching for that industry job. And that's like the end goal for them. That's yeah, you made it. (laughs) So, but um, like, I guess, sorry to interrupt, but I guess like growing up with that, how do you think like, what is, like, the pressure like? And what kind of standards do you have to keep for yourself then? Like, for Allie? I think very high. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know this, Sarah, but everyone in Vegas is fake. Yeah. I don't think there's I mean, really just from the few times I've been real there. anymore. Yeah. It's pretty actually sad that, like, social media and the industry has actually changed the way people are about themselves these days. Because I literally know a girl, and Bailey knows her too. And I can't tell you the amount of work she's gotten done. Like, she's a completely different person from when I met her. Mm-hmm. four years ago there's so many people that you see and you might know them before they get an industry job or you know their first year in the industry and by the end of it they look totally new. different mm-hmm. they have a different face they, they have get different... nose jobs lips done botox Eyebrows, fillers whatever you mm-hmm. know like a, a brand new face and fake butt fake boobs lipo yeah and it's it's honestly sad. So, like, when do you start thinking about that? Like, wh- at what age do you think you were, like, looking in the mirror and you were like, do you think I should get that? You know what I mean? I would say probably, like, senior year right out of high school, like, when you're looking for jobs or when mm-hmm. you turn 21-ish. Yeah. Because you can't really get an industry job until you're 21. So I feel like before that, you're kind of, like, thinking about what you want done. And then, like, you go to the auditions and then you, like, are changing things and doing whatever you have to do to get these jobs. Okay. And it's just never enough. Yeah. But even, like, I remember you saying, but so you can't get a job in the industry until you're at least 21, obviously. But, like, you and even other people, like, they'll be lifeguards. They'll, they'll do other jobs at, you know, these pools so that when the time comes, it's, yeah, you know, 100%. You, can, you know, have an in because you've already worked there before. So I feel like that is liter- literally everyone's main goal is to work in the industry here. And, I mean, I get it. I totally get it. Like, I'm not trying to bash Vegas by any means because I feel like, depending on where you live and what setting it is like you want to be the best and you want to do the best of what that city has to offer and I feel like the best in Vegas is the nightclubs and the day clubs and and the party scene you know and the fine dining restaurants growing up Bailey and Sarah what was your guys's first job I worked at a movie theater (laughs) I worked at an ice cream shop (laughs) Oh, God. Yes, yeah, so mine was a lifeguard at one of the casinos on the strip, like you said. And then I also went to, when I turned 18, I went to, like, fine dining hostesses at one of the restaurants mm-hmm. in the casinos. It's just, like, Just one to get it in. Like, yeah. I worked for Hawkesong Group as a hostess, hoping that, like, when I turned 21, I'd have mm-hmm. an in within Hawkesong Group, which is another big yeah. nightclub industry in yeah. Vegas. 
yeah, honestly, like Omnia, Excess, Encore Beach Club, and Hakkasan, I feel like they are known in the whole country. You know, mm-hmm. like those are the best of the best, and they're all in Vegas. So I feel like to for work sure. for one of those is like is a you, big deal. Yes, 100%. Girls like literally kill themselves for these jobs. And I feel like the people back home don't understand that. I am super proud of myself for, you know, I know that the job that I got this summer, it wasn't the best of the best and it wasn't, you know, excess or Encore Beach Club or anything like that, but it still got my foot in the door and I think it was a good opportunity and I had a lot of fun. But when I tell people back home, I'm like, oh, I do bottle service or, oh, I do whatever. They look at me like I'm saying I work at Chili's curbside to go. Like, and nothing wrong with Chili's <laughs> at all, but I don't think that they understand the severity of, you know, like work, these serving the serving jobs. Job. It's not mm-hmm. just being a server, it's not just being, you know, a cocktail server or doing bottle service. Like, okay, so let's talk about what we do in these industry jobs and make so much money. Yeah, okay. I kind of want to so- talk about. The money. Like, not necessarily, okay. like, nobody has to divulge okay, what talk, they We don't care. Allie, Allie will say the money. She okay, knows. but I, I'm okay. saying in the nightclubs, too. Like, because I don't think people understand how much money there is. Like, Give if you make. get, you know, at the top mm-hmm. of the top, like, what are these girls making? Okay, oh. let's go into it. Let's get it. Okay, so there's a thing called autograph. I don't know if other places have it quite mm-hmm. like Vegas. But pretty much you come into a nightclub and you have a 10,000, 5,000, 2,000, 50,000 minimum spend for this table right next to the DJ on the second level cuz you have this many guys, this many girls, so and so whatever. Okay. So every autograph table, pretty much every table has an autograph in Vegas. And that means like an automatic gratuity so amount. So on 10,000 you're automatically getting 18% of that without mm-hmm. even before they even greet them, they're, mm-hmm. you're getting this money. You're done, getting, done, yeah. done. Yeah. Then on top of that, these guys don't know that there's an autograph. So they tip 20, 30, 15, 10% on top of the autograph. Mm-hmm. So these girls are, one girl alone has three tables. Let's say her minimums are 10000 each. She's getting what? That's 2000 out of that. Mm-hmm. So that's 6000 right there. Let's say they all tip 20% on top. That's 12,000 off three tables in the nightclub from one girl. From one one night, though. One evening one of night, work. Right? One evening one of night. work. One evening mm-hmm. of work, one girl. Granted, one normally, section. like, nightclubs and day clubs, they pool the money. So they even pool the money. one girl had a really good night, another girl, she might not have even had a table that yes. night. So, so she might have just been literally standing there. She never got a table, and she's still making four grand a night. Yeah, 100%. Because it's getting split. Yeah. You don't make less than, I'd say... Two to three thousand a night being a girl in the nightclub, even like on a snow, slow light, because I'm sure there's one table that's having a great time and they're just buying bottles after bottles after bottles. Like, how mm-hmm. much do you think the girls at Omnia Nightclub make in a year? Two hundred thousand? Yeah, probably. Two hundred thousand dollars. Probably between two hundred, maybe like two fifty. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you work at a day club, the season is shorter, so you don't start until March and then you end in October. But I still think you make. At least a hundred thousand. You make enough to not have to work over winter. Yeah. And like travel over winter yep. and like yeah. live comfortably. Live comfortably, do whatever you want. And I just don't think people understand that. That's why these people are wanting to So again, these jobs. so even right outside of industry, like let's say you don't auditions and you don't get this day club, nightclub, whatever industry job. There are other jobs where you can make stupid money doing nothing. Have you guys ever heard of atmospheric? Yes. Sarah, I, do you know what atmospheric is? I mean, I feel like I have an idea. I, but Please explain. Okay, so girls get paid fifty to one hundred dollars an hour. An hour. Mm-hmm. 
to go to a nightclub, day club, whatever, hang out with this rich guy who wants to look like he has a bunch of girls around him or like a nightclub wants to have a bunch of girls in the club so they'll pay this outside venue or company to buy girls to pay them Mm -hmm. to go and drink and have fun for four, five, six hours. So you're literally getting paid $50 to $100 an hour to just hang out. You would, yeah. You're getting paid to be doing and what if you, you have your, want to do anyways. 100%. Like, and if you have your friends do the same company with you, you're literally hanging out with your friends and getting paid. Mm-hmm. Like, where wow. else can you do that besides in Vegas? Yeah. Like, the fact that that's an actual that's job like a, that's is That's an actual crazy. thing. Like, girls People have... Girls make this a career. Yeah. Like, they just do atmospheric. Mm-hmm. They really do. Or, like, promos, where you go to pools and nightclubs and you, like, hold up the bottles or, like hand out shots of Grey Goose for a couple hours and make 50 to 75 an hour or whatever. Like, girls make careers out of this. Like, no other job is going to pay you $75, sometimes $100 To stay in the bikini and hand out shots. Or to go to a club. Because a lot of times, I feel like, even with, like, the way the industry is, they just want to get girls in the club. They just want it to look like it's packed with all Mm -hmm. these girls. So they will literally pay you just to go in there. 100%. They're paying you $100 an hour to just go in the club because when girls are going into the club or when they have girls in line to go in the club, guys are passing by and guys they're like, passing, wow, yeah. that they're looks like, like a I want her. in place. See I want to go inside. in that club. Yeah. It's all like a marketing strategy. And honestly, it works. Yeah. It's genius. Because, yeah, I don't know if people outside of Vegas know this, but if you have four to six girls and you're trying to go to a nightclub and you can reach out to a promoter or host or VIP host or someone – you're getting in for free. All you have to do is tip $20 a head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're getting one, two bottles comped of vodka of some sort. And there's so many things in Vegas that you can do for free if you... Know the right people. If you know the right people and if you have... You enough know, friends. Enough girls. So, like, if I had four other friends that are a girl, you can get a com- a complimentary dinner comped. That's, like, the biggest word used in Vegas. Comped. comped. <laughs> and I feel like people don't know what that is, but it's, like complimentary is what it is but we say comp for everything you can get a comp dinner you can get a comp table you can get a comp brunch you can do anything as long as you have five girls and all you have to do is tip and And you tip 20 20 bucks 20 maybe a little bit more depending on the service and the host and whatever but typically 20 ahead because obviously someone's still taking the time out of their day to serve you you know and to get you your drinks and to get you your food so you still have to tip that's appropriate but these dinners that you can go to. You get to, so much food. You get so much food. They don't cheap out. Like, you think it would just be, like, a little app, but, like, a small main course, like a dessert. No, like, you get, like, five different types of appetizers, like, four main courses, like, this whole dessert thing, like, an arrangement of desserts. Like, it's and insane how much you get. And when you look at the price of what that would actually be, it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane that, that that's even a thing. And I would never, like, not living in Vegas, I would never think that... That that's a thing. You can go and get comp dinners because you're yeah. a girl. And I'm honestly like wondering if other cities do that. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to go to Miami for my birthday. <laughs> Obviously, do we know anyone that can get us a comp? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to go to the club and get a comp table, you know, but do other places do that? They don't. Um, I remember like one time I went to Toronto and I don't, I, I wasn't with you. I was thinking it was maybe with you because we always go on trips, but I was with like a big party, a bunch of girls and a, somebody, a promoter was messaging me to go out to this nightclub because I've gone out there a few times. So I was like, whatever. And I, he like offered us, um, like free entry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, can you get us a table? And I don't remember if he just sent me a list of prices, but I was like, 
no, no, no. Like, I I was really hoping to get, like, a comp. Like, this is me, like, going to Vegas twice, and this is how I'm acting. Um, and he was like, yeah, I don't know um, if you're too used to that Vegas life, but that doesn't happen out here. So I, I really don't wow. think, you know, I think it's just all the money that is in Vegas. Um, yeah. And, like, your looks, really, they pay for you out there. Like, I feel like they get you far. Oh, yeah, no. Sometimes they'll ask you for photos of your friends. Before oh, these, this is a huge before thing. These comp, mm-hmm. Mainly comp nightclubs, like on like Calvin Nights or like Steve Aoki or like the nicer DJs, they'll ask that. Mm-hmm. But like, no, yeah, they'll ask for like. This photos is the craziest thing. So it was my or birthday. Instagram handles. Yeah. So it, this is my birthday this past year, and um, I wanted to go to Chaos Nightclub or Chaos Day Club for the first time because it just opened this um, this summer, and so. I was like, I didn't really know anybody that had worked there yet, but I got in touch with a friend of a friend and I was messaging him and I was like, Hey, it's my birthday. Um, I want to bring like five to six girls with me. And I was wondering if we could get a comp and he was like, yeah, um, add me on Instagram so I can see what you look like and send me a picture of all of your friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, how many of them work in the industry? So not only is it based on looks and who you know, it's based on if you have an industry job. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, they're just like, eh. Right. Isn't that so sad? Yeah. I just think I mean, I feel so... like it's the whole environment. It's just it, like it's, kind of, yeah. it's a yeah. little, I mean, it's shallow for sure. It's so shallow. Oh, no. Growing mm-hmm. up in Vegas is definitely toxic. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely kind of wish I didn't grow up in Vegas because everyone's the same. She has been saying she wants to go to Michigan. I'm like, eh, <laughs> do you really, though? <laughs> yes, I do. Like, but, but no. kind of, like, do you feel like you have any insecurities or, like, issues that have stemmed from just, like, growing up in that? Because, I mean, even just, I mean, in general, I feel like social media, no matter where you grow up and, like, seeing other people and, like, Facetune and all of these expectations oh, of just, yeah. you know everything currently in our society is hard let alone growing up and where it's like if you if your body isn't the best if your hair isn't the best if you're you know you have acne on your face or whatever it is you're not good enough so like you're not going to make it where you're at which is totally not true because I think even in Vegas you know there's a million other like career professions you could do but I'm sure that's you know when all your friends are doing it and everyone you know Mm-hmm. is doing it that would be really hard I feel like I definitely maintain myself much more than I would if I didn't grow up in Vegas mm-hmm. like I get a facial every month like I get my hair done as soon as I see brown growing out I get my teeth whitened like every couple months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I don't think I would necessarily be doing any of these things if I didn't grow up in Vegas as often as I do and spending as much money as I do on these things mm-hmm. and like I have fake boobs I don't know if anyone knows this about me, but uh, they're fake. <laughs> but I wanted to get, like, a natural look because I didn't want to look like the Vegas, like, silicone head attached to your chest look. Yeah. Like, I got really natural because I didn't have boobs growing up and I wanted them. But, mm-hmm. like, who knows if I even would have wanted boobs not being in Vegas. Yeah. Like, totally. honestly. Yeah. I can even say, like, for me... There's so many things that I do now that I never even did in Michigan. Like, just like she was saying about um, getting facials and stuff. I had never even gotten a facial before I moved out here. And now I think I, I introduced you to facials. Yeah, and now, I mean, not that that's a big deal, but it's just something that it's, like, healthy for your skin. And, mm-hmm. you know, it makes your skin look better and stuff. I would never have even thought to get a facial once a month if I didn't live out here. Mm-hmm. And I think just keeping up on your hair, keeping up on your nails, and 
Yeah. Okay. Secrets out. Plot twist. I have fake boobs too. (laughs) But, um, but, um, I wanted the natural look too, because I, I'm happy that I can still see the people that are doing too much. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like Vegas can kind of suck you in and you can't really see anything else besides getting this, you know, fancy job and getting all these things done. But I do still realize, and I know you do too, that it's not everything and there's more important things in life. And at the end of the day, your looks are not everything. It might be everything to the people in Vegas, but... It needs to be everything to you. Yeah. And that's where girls get lost. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think you should honestly change like two things about yourself. If there's something that you If there's had more in, than two things that you need to change, you will never love yourself. You will never mm-hmm. be enough for yourself. Like you're just doing it to please these people in Vegas and the industry mm-hmm. and get these jobs and it's just it's not worth it to me. And I think that if there's something that you've been insecure about your whole life or you just really don't like it, like that's how it was for me with my boobs. I always wish I had bigger boobs and same thing for you. For you, you were like, it's something that you always thought about. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Or if you didn't like your nose and you always, it was an insecurity to you, you can get that fixed. But to change the way your face was made mm-hmm. is so sad to me and change the way that your body looks. And you know, over time, I feel like everyone's starting to look the same. No, you know, 100%. Like everyone has big boobs and everyone has a tiny, tiny waist with a big butt. That's not normal. That is not mm-hmm. how God made you. And that is not how a normal person's body looks. That's how Kim Kardashian looks. Yeah. And Kylie Jenner. And you're trying to look like that. No, and I just think same. that everyone should try to look like themselves. Like it's it- so funny to me because the one thing I hear like working in the industry and like I work at Top Golf, I work at Tilt to Kill, like I do the bottle prezzos, like is like did you like growing up in Vegas? And my answer is always no. And they go, why? And I'm like, because everyone's the same. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't even have to explain it. Like people just know, like mm-hmm. every single person acts, talks, walks, looks the same because they b- think that they like have to. Yeah. They have to do this to look good. They have to post this on Instagram half naked to get a bunch of followers. They have to have a bunch of followers to get this job. Like it just blows my mind mm-hmm. that like literally when you say like everyone's the same, they're starting to become the same. Mm-hmm. They literally are. Yeah. They are the same. <laughs> and not to like get off topic, like I agree with what you're saying, but also like the fact of the matter is you take, you have to like sit back and think of who is the one that's judging you because all of these girls are changing all these things about themselves. And at the end of the day, who is the one that's a, that's judging you? It's these guys who are, are nothing. I think you should start. Maybe we should just go into the audition process. Okay. Like everything so, that goes into it, when it happens, beforehand, so, during, after. Auditions in Vegas are a huge deal. It's mm-hmm. it's a big thing. And it's the whole month of January. And it's every single weekend in January. Every and, different nightclub is auditioning. Yep. Every different nightclub, every different day club. So if you want to work in the industry, that's when you're going to want to go. And people get in the best shape of their life. They get professional photos taken. They, they get, get a headshot. Tans, they, get they get spray tan. Whatever you want to do. Makeup you, done. Nails done. New bikinis. Yep. Five different new bikinis for each different. Each different uh, audition. Each audition. Yep. Different heels. So you you go and you wait in line and say say the audition is at nine a.m. You have to get there probably three or seven a.m. Six seven three hours ahead of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. to wait in line because they usually only accept like eight hundred girls a day, five hundred to eight hundred. You could a literally day. wait there all day and they could cut it off at you the last yep. hour, and you will never because get an they audition. don't realize how long it's going to take 
until they're wow. doing it and it's like actually miserable so you so, if you get cut off there's no other opportunity you can go the next day yeah they usually have two to three days of audition yeah it's audition. usually okay. but like encore beach clubs will be the first weekend in january friday saturday and then the next day club will be the next weekend friday saturday so you pretty much have those two days to make it in there so Do you know you if there's, in, like, a certain day that's better to go than the other, or no? I'd like to say that the first day's better, but honestly, like, I've seen girls get hired going the second day, like, dead last. Yeah, I have Because what no they idea. do is, like, so you walk in front of them, you wait for hours and hours. I remember my first year, 21, like, I went to all the auditions, I did all of it, I did the spray tan, hair done, makeup done, went at 6 a.m. every morning. Oh, yeah, this is the thing. Is brought if all it's these at, snacks throughout the day, because I knew I'd be there all day. If it's at 9, you have to get there three hours ahead of time, and you probably won't ha- even see anyone. You probably wake anyone. up at 4 a.m. to get ready. You probably won't even get into the audition until noon or 1 o'clock. Oh, no, please, mm. oh, no. My first year Hawkesong group, I got there at 7 a.m. with my friend. We, I don't know how far we were in line, but we weren't that far. They opened up at 9, so you're already waiting two hours just standing around doing nothing. Uh-huh. They don't let you sit down. You're standing in heels You're in a standing. Bikini. They do oh not let gosh. you sit down. They refuse. I don't know why Hawkesong Group was so mean this year, but they did not let us sit down. Uh-huh. I left at 4.30 that night. Oh I was gosh. the last group to get in, and I don't know how because I got there two hours prior to the opening of the audition doors. Mm-hmm. And insane. it was absolutely insane. So once you go in there, they're taking like, you know, 50 girls at a time and the line's slowly moving and then they'll take you into one room and you'll get a headshot done and then they'll take you into another room and, and these are just like Polaroids so that once you go to the actual audition in front of the people that they can You like, hand them your headshots. You hand them everything. And then like some places, not all of them, so you'll go to do the headshot, you'll do a full, full body in a different room, then you get weighed. Yeah, you some of them literally they weigh you. Get weighed, and whatever weight that is, you have to maintain that within five pounds all season. Yes, if you get the and job. then if yes, you get the if job. you get the job. So then, and then you go into this room, and you walk into this dark room, and they have you walk a certain ways so these judges can see your body and see the way and you walk. And mind you, it's this. usually four guys, and it's like a panel, and maybe one girl, maybe one girl that just stares you deep into your soul. And there's an X on the middle of the floor. Yes. And you look up and all you see is about 20 white lights. See any of these people's faces, you just see white lights. And, and there's you, like a spotlight on a you. A spotlight. Like five spotlights on you. You don't see any of their faces. You just see their outline of their shadows. Mm-hmm. And they're not, they don't ask you anything. They, they don't, don't ask, ask you anything. They don't ask you your name, what is like a fun memory you have. And they're like, thank you, next. And they just write down. They're just writing the entire time. You don't they even know what they're writing you, about. Like, what a fun memory. Like, what are the questions that you've been asked? No, they say, what's your name? What are you applying for? What's your experience? How old are you? That, I never have gotten asked my experience. They ask I've me gotten my, my name, experience a few my of age, if I live in Vegas, because a lot of people don't, like, they're mm-hmm. coming from out of state or whatever, and what's my hobby, or, like, what's a fun memory that I have, or what's something exciting about me? And how and long does that I, take? Sometimes, sometimes you don't even ask that. Like, the first initial one, it's just, like, a, are you even worthy of a second callback? Literally. Like, name, like, to the like point, like, name. Like, how long does that take? Oh, two minutes. It takes if two that. seconds. You wait if 12 that. hours for two second interview. And they're like, okay, thank you. Or sometimes they're like, next. And you literally, literally walk out the other door and in comes the next girl. <laughs> and that's like, so really so <laughs> replaceable. You're nothing. So, so, so how do you think they even remember you though? From like, there's looks. so many girls. They remember you. I feel like what they do is because there's They have a yes, a no, and a maybe pile. Yeah. 
And then after that day, they all of them sit down and they go through the yeses and they make sure they're yeses. They go through the maybes and see if it's a yes or a no. And then the noes, they just throw away. They, I feel like they have so many girls to go through and they do have multiple processes. So like this is audition day one. That's and day they one. they might have a, a second round and then they might have a third one. So you typically mm-hmm. have three rounds, I would say. So the second one, you get a call back, whatever. You go in a bikini again. You definitely have to wear a different bikini. Otherwise, that's a no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... They typically ask you upselling techniques for the second interview, I'd say. They basically, probably your Instagram, then an upselling technique. Because they want to know if you can sell, you know, bottles and, you know, if you mm-hmm. So, like, what would you say? An idiot. What is an upselling technique for, like, so nightclubs? So, what I said my first year when I had a callback, because I haven't auditioned in the past three years, um, they said, give me one upselling technique. So, if someone orders a bottle of Grey Goose, you upsell a Magnum, which basically comes a bigger bottle, and then it comes with six Red Bulls and then a bucket of waters. Mm-hmm. And you only would have known that because... Oh, I asked the girl in front of me. I had no idea. Oh, okay. (laughs) I had no idea. My first year, I had absolutely no idea what a Magnum was. Or like if, you know, you are starting the table and you ask them what kind of liquor they like to drink, vodka, tequila, you just tell them... If four people are ordering vodka, say, okay, so get a bottle of vodka. Get a bottle of vodka. Or or you say the most expensive one. Like if they're like, okay, we like tequila, then you're going to be like, okay, I recommend the 1942. (laughs) $2,000. You know what I mean? And then you can just say what you like about it. And then from there you go down. Like, okay, just Don Julio. Okay, Patron. Okay, Salsa. Like, you start high and you go low until they say yes, until you get to the very bottom. You yeah. don't start with the lowest. You don't ever go to the lowest until they've said no to everything above the lowest. And sometimes that will be, like, that. that's happened to me in a second interview. So, like, you'll do the first one that we had just talked about. And then the second one, you'll go and they'll ask you, like, your Instagram handle and maybe one other question. They'll be like, okay, name four tequilas. Yeah. You have to start. If you want the job, you have to start with the most expensive yes. and work your way down because they want you. Like, to know that you know, you know, top shelf tequilas, top shelf uh, vodkas, and you know champagne. They'll sometimes even ask you scotch. Like, who orders scotch at a day club? Nobody. Unless it's Johnny Walker Blue Label, no one's ordering scotch. But you have to know four scotches. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's pretty much... Or, like, champagnes. That's pretty much... Or the difference between between champagne and sparkling wine. Like, that's a question that they've asked. I, so I had to Google that. So you have some sort of skill. They're yeah, you can't totally. be an idiot. Okay. But this is by the like... third interview, I'd say. Third interview is when they probably get into these questions. I feel But, like I mean, you can learn that pretty fast, You right? could learn that. The I first mean, one, they go off of um, how you look. The first one's looks. The, the second, second one's... One, to see if you, if you are can... not a moron. Yes. And the third one is it's if like... you actually have yeah. something you could bring to the club. And, like, a lot of girls, like... We'll be, we'll get like three or four of the industry jobs, which is actually quite annoying because it's like, okay, you've now been offered three positions when like plenty of other girls could have gotten it. So then when like if a girl accepts one like excess versus Hakkasan, they'll go to that maybe pile and then they'll call the maybes that they were more interested in to see if they can fill that position with the maybes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically you just don't want to be in the no pile. Right. So that's pretty much what it's like in January. Everyone's going to all these auditions and you're you just don't hoping eat. that. But see, here's my thing. And this is what I don't want to do is I don't want to get in the best shape of my life and be super skinny and be like all this. And then, okay, you got the job. You have to maintain your weight now. Hell no. <laughs> I'm eating donuts. I'm eating pizza. So I don't like to change my diet too much before these auditions because I know that I'm not going to maintain it. I like to have Thanksgiving dinner with my family. I remember I was sitting next to a girl 
um, for one of the auditions and she was like, I'm just so hungry. I haven't eaten so long. I missed out on Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm like, I feel bad for you. Honestly, like she might have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, but I ate a whole pumpkin pie to myself. So (laughs) what do you really want in life? Like what is happiness to you? You know, Mm -hmm. because that's how I feel. Like I don't want to change everything about myself, change my, you know, eating habits and my lifestyle and work out super hard when I know in fact, that I work out twice a week yeah. and I go to in and out on the way home. I'm never going to not do that. Like, that's my lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy working out, but I'm not a dieter. So yeah, I'm not going to be able to keep that up. The good thing is you're genetically blessed, so it doesn't really <laughs> hurt you too much. <laughs> but um, Okay, so I think like going along with that, I think it's interesting because as a girl, just in general, I feel like everybody has so much upkeep that they feel like they have to have, like, you know, like I'm kind of a girly girl, so I feel like I get my hair done, my nails done, whatever. I don't do facials, but with that, so let's say you have an industry job or even like with you guys, what do you mm-hmm. think you spend monthly if you're doing, you know, you're doing your nails, you're doing your hair, you're getting your facial, like how much is a facial? You're getting self-tan or your, you know, oh God. your workout. Like I know, Allie, that you kind of do like kind of an intense training to like stay in yeah. shape consistently, which you love. It's not something you necessarily, I feel like, do for other people, but that's expensive. Like what is your monthly amount? Okay, so let's see. Nails are about, what, $50 for, like, a good yeah. gel manicure these days? Yeah. So that's, what, every two weeks. There's 100 right 100. there. Facials are, Facials like, 150 are to 200 plus. sometimes 100 So, so let's do 250 Say 250 so far. Um, when I get my... Eyelash extensions are, like, $100 a month for a fill. I don't do that. I don't do that either, much. but that's... But you guys used... Well, you used to do that, right, Bailey? I tried it, but I hated it. I hated okay. it. I hate it too. But like everyone in Vegas has eyelash extensions. Everyone does. Like, yeah. I don't think I see one girl besides me and Bailey that don't. Mm-hmm. I would say probably five hundred dollars a month. I would say, okay. Eh, yeah, I could spray tan. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably like five six hundred a month. And that includes like your your membership, like with your gym and everything. I feel like that's for us, and that's on the low end. I feel like yeah. most girls probably spend a thousand. And well, I my mean, trainer, if they're getting fillers or other things done as yep. well, then that's... Yep. Mm-hmm. My trainer costs 2000 for the year. Oh, that's actually... I mean, that's large, but that's not... <laughs> is that large? How much is that? I mean, 2000 divided by 12. That's not bad. 166 a month. Yeah, but I actually, I actually got it for 1000 because they do half-off deals. My trainer does half-off deals for Black Friday and, like, for springtime. So wow. I actually paid a thousand for the year. So I got a really good deal. I pay eighty eight dollars a month for my trainer. Wow! But does that include like membership to your gym? He it's a it's his own training. Wow, facility. that is so awesome. That is actually really good. That's surprising. Yeah. But there's like a lot of trainers in Vegas who charge two hundred a week for two sessions a week. There's yeah. this guy that I really want to go to, and he trains a lot of the industry girls, and he literally charges four hundred and eighty dollars for twelve sessions. How, wait, how, wait, how much? That's does he three charge? times a week for four weeks, four hundred and eighty dollars. Let's see the math behind that. Let's figure this. What is that? This is too many numbers coming at me right now. Okay, wait. <laughs> That's four hundred and eighty dollars. Four hundred and eighty divided so by pretty how much? Many like four hundred forty dollars. Twelve a session. sessions, and so you could do like twice a week for six weeks, or you could do four times a week, or three times a week for four weeks. Whatever you want to do, but still, it's like a month. Four hundred and eighty dollars. That's honestly not that bad, though. That's $40 a session. What? That's $40 I think a that session. That's insane. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know like how much it is 
like where you guys are, but if I like want to do a class, like if I go to my Pilates, that's literally to like a, down the street from me, it's $37 a class. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, I feel like the gym everywhere is that. kind of just expensive. I feel like these days, like fitness is like the new fad. Like everyone's a trainer, mm-hmm. everyone's a Pilates, yeah. everyone yeah. does yoga. So maybe that's just like right now life, but... Yeah, I feel like it is, like... I mean, like, like five Cycle years ago, $35 a class. Like, I feel like that is... It's not preferred. Like, I wouldn't be doing that five <laughs> times a week, personally. Like, I'll just go to the gym myself, but... Yeah. I mean, And pay 35 you, for the month. <laughs> right. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but, yeah. So, with, like, industry jobs, how long do you think people will do that for? Like, how long do you plan on doing that? Like, I, is this your career I, for life or, you know what I mean? Or do people do this and, you know, retire? People definitely people do. People do this for life. There's 40-year-old cocktail waitresses at these night clubs. 40? There's like, they're like 85. <laughs> no, they, they the definitely club, make a career out of these. And it's nice though because it's a union job. So like once you're in, you're in. But that's also like the unfortunate thing is like people die in these jobs. Like literally. They work until they can't work anymore because it's such good money they can keep it up as long as they're willing to yeah I mean I definitely don't want to do it for that much longer I feel like I have other passions and other aspirations in life it was a fun run and I love it and I think the money is great and it's fun and I've met so many people and (laughs) but it's it's a fun job it's not a career exactly Yep. Mm-hmm. so I definitely don't want to do it for too much longer, but I do think it's nice when you're young to have the opportunity to work in this environment because not only does it help you meet friends, it helps you make connections in Vegas, and it helps you make a lot of money to where you can save up money and get a nice car or a nice house or save up for something that you really like. Like a lot of other people that are, you know, 21 wouldn't have the opportunity to make $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm working at Encore yeah, Beach Club, 100%. you know? Yeah. So if you have that opportunity and if you can do that for yourself, I think that's that's great. Right. Yeah, but. so I say every year it's my last year in the service industry. I worked at Tilted Kilt for four years, and every year I tell Bailey, I'm like, this is my last season, like, I'm over it. But I make such good, consistent money, and I have so many regulars that come back every football season to see me and just throw money at me because they sports better, they go to Vegas and they gamble, or they have their own business, and they just are like, I don't care, like, take it, that I just keep – Keep on keeping on. I keep on going back. It's but, uh, just really hard. I think the hardest part is to get out of it because... You're not going to make this amount of money. You have to be okay with knowing that right now, I feel like a lot of people that work in the industry, obviously nightclubs and day clubs, they're not open every single day. They're open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe Monday, maybe Thursday. So you're working four days a week, making roughly $2,000 in a weekend... Mm-hmm. Or what? more. Or more. Like, and then you're going to have to transition into something working 40 plus hours a week. Making 2000 a month. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's a, it's definitely a transition. That's why, like, you really have to save when you're working in these jobs so that when you take that step back. Because I want to be a wedding planner. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't make a lot of monies doing my weddings. Like, I do get paid to do my weddings because I'm an assistant. But I don't make nearly what I would make working a shift at Tilt to Kill or Topgolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like... You have to really be like, okay, you're not going to make this, but, like, this is my end goal. Like, you have to Mm -hmm. constantly, like, tell yourself that because otherwise, like, you will get sucked in and you will be trapped and you will be that 80-year-old cocktail server at Hakkasan. And I think if you're doing this to help you 
you know, for the future or get you set up. Like I had said before, if you know, like, okay, at this age, I want to be done with it, but I want to be well off. I want to have money in the bank. I want to have things paid off. I want to to do this and I want to invest in myself for my career. I think there's nothing wrong with it. No, a hundred percent. Nothing wrong with it. But if you, but there are girls who do get into this, um, lifestyle and they're buying G wagons. They're buying a brand new home. They're spending all of the money that they made in a year. Mm hmm in that year, you know, and then they have no other option, but to go back because they didn't save any of it. Exactly. And that's how they get sucked smart, smart business women about your money. Yes. Trying. (laughs) Love it. Well, do you guys have anything like left to add? I feel like this is a very eye opening conversation and I feel like people will really find this interesting. Um, also side note, I don't want to sound like we're bougie because, (laughs) Oh, I'm bougie. I don't think I'm that bougie. I think I'm a little bit, but I do think I'm down to earth and (laughs) I could live on a farm in Montana if I had to. So I don't think that I need this Vegas lifestyle, but just kidding. um, I'm not bougie either. I think that Vegas does change you and it even has affected me. You know, I think I still, but I think it can change you in good and bad ways because you see so much of like the negativity and you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want right. to be like that. Like, I don't want to have to redo my face to, like, wake up every day and love myself. Absolutely. And I feel like if you know that, then you're good. And if you can still, at the end of the day, know what's important in your life, then you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like I'm a brat when I said that the best job <laughs> is an industry <laughs> yeah. job. And that's what we do. Like, I didn't mean it like that. So. Yeah. No, totally. I think they understand. I mean, there's other things you can still do, definitely in Vegas, but just mm-hmm. from your perspective, going out there, like freshly graduated, you saw that as the best opportunity to make money and the best way to make friends and yeah. to get your foot in the door. You know totally. what I mean? Yeah, totally. I, I think people get that. Okay, good. Another little side note, if you come to Vegas, I would not reach out to a promoter. I would reach out to a host for these nightclubs and day clubs. Oh, I don't even know the difference. Okay, so a promoter basically is like <laughs> the bottom feeders of the nightclub. Uh-huh. They just have to get people in the door to make money, whereas okay. VIP hosts have the connections where they can get you comp stuff more so than promoters and take care of you Yeah, in the nightclub. So Good the VIP know. host and the host mm-hmm. is where you guys want to connect when you're in Vegas for these day clubs and nightclub experience because the promoters aren't going to do a whole lot but just get you in. The hosts are going to get you the tables with the comps. Okay. Also, if you're a guy and you're listening to this, it's very hard to get you anything for free. I feel like I've had so many friends that came out and visited me, and it is hard because they they do it for girls. They're not going to really do anything for guys. And the ratios, and I know you had looked it up online, like the ratio guy to girl has to be at least two to one. Two to one, yeah. or a lot of five to one. Five to one, literally, like excess. Like yeah. the biggest nightclubs, it's five to one. So, um, if you're a guy and you're planning on not paying. Um, um, good luck. Yeah. The article that I was reading said that literally, I mean, the preference is two to one or five to one or whatever, but mm-hmm. if in an ideal world, if they could be doing it, they would have 99% hot girls and then 1% the wealthy guys that want to hang out and pay for those girls. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it's like about guys looking good too. Like I've mm-hmm. had people that are like, what do your friends look like? And are they from Vegas? Like, guy friends. So yeah. they, they're wanting pictures of dudes at this point. Like, yeah. are they even worthy of Worthy this. of getting in the club. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. But we had to sneak some guys in. Mm-hmm. We, Bailey's first birthday out in Vegas, we had, what, 12 girls? It was all of us from Mirage. Remember Sam was there and everyone? I don't even remember. And my boyfriend at the time had to stand 
behind black tape, like a roped off area because he couldn't physically come to our table. The guy was like, he can be near oh. you, but he has but he to can't be, be not at the table. So he literally was standing behind a rope next to our table. <laughs> wow. All night. God bless he, them. He really wanted to be there. That's honestly so sweet. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's a wrap. I think we get it. And um, yeah. that's Vegas life. Yeah, I love it. Um, if you guys have any questions about this, I think we'll put like a little question poll. So yeah. after you listen, DM us your questions or put them there because we maybe we'll have to do a round two if you guys have a lot of questions. I feel like I had a lot of questions going into it. So and no hate against Vegas because I do love it. No, no, hate it's a great all. place to live. So <laughs> Vegas strong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, and um, thank you again, Allie, for being on. Yeah, thank thanks you for so having much. me. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk to you guys soon, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.